Welcome, everybody, to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I am back from Las Vegas. I had the most amazing time of my life. My wife, Brenda, is the greatest woman on the planet. I needed this more than anything. I needed time off. I needed some days away. I needed a day by the pool. I needed three or four days of no pinball, no pin side. And in those three to four days, I want to say I reflected a lot on this hobby. And I do encourage every one of you to travel as much as you can. To really fill your life with experiences and not just toys and not just possessions. It is such an old cliche, but it is so true. We really want to look back on life and remember things we did with people we loved. We're not going to look back on life and feel we were more fulfilled because we bought a $25,000 single level James Bond game that you don't even need. You know you don't need it, people. But here's what I was reflecting on because I was thinking a lot about pinball over the last few months. And I've been thinking about the vibe of 2022. And I was trying to just put my finger on what has been the vibe of pinball over the last year. And I will say, it's been a bit of an underwhelming year. And I think the overall consensus and the thing I've been feeling more and more lately, and I haven't really figured out a way to articulate it. I haven't really figured out a way to define it, but I'm going to do it on this episode. And I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. Instead of just giving you like my opinion, I actually did some research and I started to gather some numbers to sort of support how I've been feeling about pinball lately. The overall consensus I'm coming to is this. I just think these games are getting too expensive. And I think when you look at the numbers and you look at the data and you look at what these games used to cost and you look at what they cost now, is there a gap? And we know that pinball used to be much cheaper, but it's not just about what a game costs today. It's not about what a game costs 10 years ago. I wanted to just look at the numbers historically and say, how is this hobby changed for many of us because if you look at it and you've been following this hobby some of you have been following for just a few years some of you might have been in pinball for 10 years 20 years and if you really look at the numbers the numbers don't lie and so what I want to do on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast I sort of want to analyze the numbers in pinball and what we're all feeling right now because my feeling is this I think these games are overpriced and I really have a hard time waking up and getting excited about a $13,000 Stern LE It's impossible for me to get excited about Toy Story Collector's Edition at $15,000 and even the Ellie version of the game at $12,000. And it's not just about what's in these games. It's not just about the gameplay experience. It is 100% what is deflating me is the price of these machines now. It makes it really hard to justify buying them. It makes it really hard to chase every new in-box game now because I just don't think pinball machines and to get the nicest version of a pinball machine should be such an expensive endeavor. But what I don't want is this just to be a show about my opinions on it because there are hard facts that we're going to go into. And I think some of this stuff is going to be surprising. Some of it might not be surprising because years go by pretty quickly in this hobby. I've been doing a pinball podcast now for almost seven years, okay? That was probably not the best use of time over the last seven years, but it is fun doing this show and I'm going to keep doing it. And for you new club members, welcome to the Canada Club. What took you so long? We've survived another attempt attempt to get people to leave the Canada Club, but we're holding strong and the numbers look good, but that's not the numbers I want to talk about. Okay, here's how I'm going to do this, and this is going to be really interesting. I think this is going to be one of the best segments I've ever done on this show because I think the numbers are not going to lie. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up some of Stern's best titles, all right? I'm going to bring up some of their best titles, what year they came out, 
how much they cost brand new. Then I'm going to compare that to James Bond LE and talk about the percentage increase that James Bond is. But to also make it fair, I am going to adjust what that Stern machine would cost today if we factored in inflation and then see how much more James Bond would cost based on that. I'm also going to compare it to the other game that came out this year, Toy Story 4 Collector's Edition. And I think this is going to be one of the most eye-opening moments in the history of Ganada's Pinball Podcast. And what I love about it, it's not about my emotions. This is just the data. Are you ready for it? All right, so here we go. Back in 2012, Stern Pinball launched one of its most fully featured packed games of all time. And the story behind this game is that Mr. Gary Stern, he saw what Jack Guinari was doing with Wizard of Oz, and he turned to Steve Ritchie and he said, put everything and the kitchen sink into this game. And that game was ACDC. And ACDC LE in 2012 cost $8,499. Now, that means James Bond LE at $13,000 is a 53% increase in price over that ACDC. Now, if we adjust ACDC for inflation, ACDC should cost today $10,963 for the LE. And that is with a 29% inflation. Now, what does that mean for James Bond and for Toy Story? Well, James Bond LE is still 18.6% more money than ACDC would have cost if it came out today. Toy Story Collector's Edition is a whopping 36.8% more money today than ACDC would have cost. Let's look at Metallica LE in 2013, one of the greatest Stern machines of all time. This game came out for $7,595. That means James Bond LE is a 71% increase over the price of that game. Let's adjust it for inflation. Metallica LE today would cost $9,655. That means James Bond LE is 34.6% more money than Metallica LE would be. And Toy Story Collector's Edition is 55.4% more than Metallica would be. And look how much more is in Metallica than Toy Story. You see what I'm getting at, people? 55% more for a game that has less in it. And that's with inflation. Let's look at Ghostbusters LE. In 2016, Ghostbusters LE was $8,795. That means James Bond LE is a 48% increase in price over that. If we adjust Ghostbusters for inflation, it would be $10,853 today. James Bond LE is now 19.8% more than Ghostbusters LE would cost. Toy Story Collector's Edition is 38.2% more money than Ghostbusters LE. Let's take another game, a recent game from Stern Pinball, Iron Maiden LE. I think this was voted like the best Stern Pinball machine of all time when they went head to head. $8,999 for an Iron Maiden LE. I believe it was 2018. James Bond LE is 44.5% increase in price over Iron Maiden. And look, that was 2018. So four years later, a Stern LE is 44.5% more money. Think about that for a minute. 44.5% more in four years. Are you making 44.5% more money? Let's adjust it for inflation because inflation happens. Iron Maiden would be today 
$10,613. James Bonelli is 22.5% more than that. And Toy Story Collector's Edition is a whopping 41.3% more money than an Iron Maiden cost. And this is the problem. This is what I'm feeling. And I know all of you are feeling this. How many of you out there are making 41.3% more money today than you did just four years ago? Or even 22.5% more money? This next one is the one that just blows me away. Because this next one to me is the real painful one. Because I still don't think they're putting so much more into these modern games than they did into this game. And this game is no other than I still think Stern's greatest pinball machine of all time, Lord of the Rings LE. Now, Lord of the Rings originally came out, I believe, in 2003, and then the LE came out in 2009, and they only made 500 of them. And that game has so much in it from a toy standpoint. And back in 2009, Lord of the Rings LE was $5,800. That means James Bond LE, price to price, is a 124% increase in price. Now, let's do the inflation. If Lord of the Rings LE came out today, it would be $7,978. And that's at a 37.6% inflation. Are you sitting down right now? Do you know how much more James Bond LE is than Lord of the Rings if it came out today? 63% more for James Bond LE. Are you sitting down if you're a JJP fan? Toy Story Collector's Edition, a game that has barely any toys in it, is 88% more money than Lord of the Rings LE would have been if it came out today. Do you see what I'm talking about, people? What has happened? These aren't gradual price increases. The prices we are getting today are not aligned with what they used to be. They are significantly more money, 20 to 50 to 80% more money when we look at what these games used to cost. It's not just Canada going crazy. And we're not even seeing like slight increases in price. Like look at Stern Pinball. Avengers and Mandalorian LEs were $9,200. Then Godzilla came out, LE, and it was 10.5. Then Rush was 11.1. And then James Bond is 13. Like you just legit, you jumped in just two years. These prices have skyrocketed. You know, and it's not just like Stern Pinball, right? Wizard of Oz, when it originally came out in 2013, Jack Guinari sold the game for $7,000. I think early pre-order people even got in for cheaper at 6,500. But what would Wizard of Oz, this fully featured wide body game, in today's rate, that $7,000 Wizard of Oz today would be $8,899. You know, and if you just go original price to price, Toy Story Collector's Edition is 114% more money than Wizard of Oz was originally sold for. It's crazy, and I could just do this with every single game. All of these games are inflated. They are overinflated by the manufacturers. And here's where it just gets nuts, and I mean this, and everyone always says this. If you go look at the Bally Williams games, and you look at what Bally Williams put into their pinball machines, and then you put it next to these modern machines, I get the modern machines have more coding and more depth, but mechanical engineering, that is what makes pinball special. Do you want me to read these prices right now. A Twilight Zone in 1993 was $3,195. You could put it in your home. If we adjust that for inflation today, guess how much 
a wide body twilight zone would be today, people. Are you sitting down? $6,548 is what that machine should cost today. Basically the price of a Stern Pro today. Do you know how much more money James Bond Ellie is over Twilight Zone after we adjust for inflation? James Bond Ellie is 98.5% more expensive than Twilight Zone would be if it came out today. And it doesn't get any better for Toy Story Collector's Edition, which is 129% more expensive than Twilight Zone would be if it came out today. 129%. Circus Voltaire, people, this is crazy. In 1998, you could get a Circus Voltaire for $2,300. That means today it would be $4,179. James Bond LE, 211% more. Toy Story Collector's Edition, 259% more than Circus Voltaire. Now, obviously, people, pinball has grown in popularity. Obviously, there are more home collectors than ever before. And obviously, that is what is driving up the price of these games. What is not driving up the price of these games is that a lot more is going into these games. There is no modern pinball machine that has more mechanically in it then Twilight Zone. And that is why Twilight Zone and Lord of the Rings are really important to look at because how come they could make these games for those prices? How come we could get that much into a pinball machine back then and now we are getting almost nothing in a game like Toy Story? How come James Bond is so expensive? Why is it so expensive? Why is there such a price increase from James Bond to Godzilla? And is this the new norm, right? Stern has not told us that this is just an inflated game because of all the licensing issues. They have not said anything. Have we ever seen Stern Pinball really lower the price over the last five, six years? No, we haven't. So I think a lot of us out there are starting to realize if this is the new normal and these pinball machines are this much money, then I just can't get excited about spending this much money on pinball. It's too much, everybody. And when you run the numbers like this and you see how much it is, and then you see what they're going to pull with this like 60th anniversary game with Keith Elwin with James Bond, where they're going to give it to distributors to set the price. I don't like it. Who the hell wants to wake up and spend twenty to $25,000 on a single level pinball machine and then have to justify it? It makes absolutely no sense to me. You have to make $50,000 before taxes to buy a single level game in 2022. And Stern doesn't want to seem greedy. They don't want to be the bad cop. They don't want to tell you the price. And I don't like the fact that they're not going to set an MSRP. Like, why wouldn't they set an MSRP? We have no foundation to judge what this game is worth. And doing it this way stinks for everybody. It stinks for everybody except for the distributors who are going to bait these people on day one and then they're going to lose money. Go look at what happened with Elvira 40th, everybody. Here's what happened. They gave that game to distributors for $15,000, but it was supposed to be a secret. And the distributors got together and they all asked $25,000 for the game. And they hooked some early people. And some of you listening to this right now, you bought one for $25,000. And then what happened, right? They made 199 of them, but there weren't 199 people willing to spend $25,000. And then what happened? They kept lowering the price, trying to find new buyers. And eventually distributors were calling around to people offering the game for $17,000 because they were still making $2,000 off the top of the game. And so that is what a distributor should make on a game, like $1,500 to $2,000. But for those guys you bought at 25k 
they lost $8,000 in value on the game. And good luck trying to sell one now for $25,000 or anywhere close to that. If it sounds like I'm really energetic or heated about this, it's because I am. Because I know these prices are overpriced. We're not getting the value. Go into the Toy Story thread. It's kind of sad reading what people are saying. Yeah, it's a fun game, but it's nowhere near worth the money. When did pinball turn into this, where you had to sell a kidney to get a machine? And the prices are just going to keep going up and up and up as long as we all keep buying at these prices. The only way to get them to slow down is to slow down the purchasing. And that's something that no one else wants to tell you, but that's what I'm doing. Look, I can't tell you how to spend your money. I can't tell you how to live your life with pinball, but at this price point, I just don't feel good about any of it. And I mean it, I don't feel good about any of it. It would have to be the ultimate dream theme packed with everything. And even then, even then, why would I wanna spend like 13, 14, $15,000 when just a few years ago, these things were like 8,000 or 7,500. And even now, as we run the numbers, we're looking at the fact that these games are like 20 to 50% over what they should be, right? Even if we put in the inflation, these games are 20 to 50% more money than they really should be. And what's happened is this, and we all know what's happened. These manufacturers have baked into the price the scalping and flipping prices of the game. They saw what we were doing, and I was one of them, and they saw people buying low and selling high, and they decided they wanted more of that pie for themselves. They wanted the cheddar to come through the door. But how can anyone in this community feel good about this now? Because nobody's winning. Who's winning right now except for the manufacturers? And we're customers who are not invested in these companies. Why would you want to see these companies inflate the price of these games to test us to see how much we're willing to spend, how broke we're willing to go just to enjoy pinball. Why would anybody root for that? Why would anybody cheerlead that? I know some of my distributor friends are going to be pissed at me for saying this, but I don't think it benefits anybody. I don't even think the distributors want the prices to be higher because as they get higher, they're going to get less and less people through the door. And that's just where it's at. That is my summary of 2022 and pinball pricing is it's all overpriced. And we all know it and we all have been feeling it and the vibes are not there, like the good vibes. A new game comes out and we're like, oh, like can't erase the fact of how much they cost. And, and you know what's crazy is this is not even including like tax and it's not including shipping. And now all of a sudden, think about it. How much is it if you buy a Toy Story Collector's Edition, tax and shipping, you're at like $16,500 out the door for that game. A game with no toys for 16.5, James Bond is 14.5 for a stern machine that they are going to make a thousand of them. They're not even close to being rare. I can see Iceman right now down in Texas standing up and giving Canada a standing ovation because everybody feels this. Everybody feels this. These games are not worth it, and the market is going to get soft real fast if this thing keeps going in this direction. There's only one way out of it. They've either got to lower prices or competitors have to come in with better value or they need to pack these machines where you're never going to want to sell it because if you try to move these games on you're just going to be losing thousands and thousands of dollars everybody everybody it's good to be back in front of the microphone i hope i didn't scare you but i'm just encouraging each and every one of you 
hit the brakes a little bit, start to look at the numbers, start to analyze what these companies are doing to us. And they are not giving us the value. They're not. And the numbers don't lie. They are absolutely baking in the flipping price into the price of the game. And there is no value there for us because then when we go to sell the machine, we can't get as much out of it. And yes, and every once in a while, there's going to be an anomaly game like Godzilla that's worth it, but that's going to be few and far between. Everything else, what's going to happen? They're going to go south really fast. Everybody, thank you for being a member of the Canada Club. I'm not always this energetic. I think I just had too many coffees this morning, but I'm glad to have all you here. We're going to be back with more shows this week. Look, even when there's no news, Canada can make something interesting happen on his podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Katy Perry, take us out. Oh,